Former U.S. National Rugby Team Captain. Team Captain. Head Coach and General Manager. General Manager. Now, the co-founder and CEO of the New England Free Jacks. Now. Now. Full Contact CEO with Alex Magleby. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining Full Contact CEO today. I'm your host, Alex Magleby. I'm also co-founder and CEO of the High Fly New England Free Jacks and Heritage Sports Ventures. Joining us today is none other than Lonnie Paxton, former New England Patriot who spent 12 great years in the NFL, even snapping the game-winning field goal in Super Bowl 36. He earned himself three Super Bowl rings along the way, spent a bit of time with the Denver Donkeys. Lonnie's also spent time working for some incredible companies like GoPro and Red Bull. Founding member of Kind Humans, Chief Strategy Officer Knocking Point Wines, also CEO and executive producer of Dotted Line Ventures, father, family man, California native, New Englander at heart. Lonnie, did I miss anything? Wow, that's a great intro right there. I'll take it. Yeah, pretty impressive. We're going to start with a word game just to get into it. I'm just going to say a word or two words and say the first thing that comes to mind. Cool? Cool. Hope I don't screw it up. Oh, come on. Sac State. Hornets. The Patriot Way. The only way. Snow Angel. Spur of the moment. GoPro. Community. Kindness, pass it on. What everyone should do. That's great. Love it. So you grew up in California, whereabouts? Grew up in Corona, California, just outside of Orange County. You know, spent the greater part of my year, uh, years there. My mom and dad still live there, a lot of, but ended up met a, meeting a girl and marrying a girl from Boston. So, so now I've got more roots other than the Patriots there. Do you guys ever get back? Yeah, of course. Yeah, we try to go back once a year. I you know COVID messed that up, but you know, we go back for training camp. I go back for Patriot stuff. We go back to see the family, go to the Cape and all those things. That's great. We had four Patriots at our um, match on the weekend. So Pat Chung and Nate Edmer are two of our owners at the Free Jacks. Yeah. Nate brought um, Joe Cordona. He's the new long slap yeah. for the Pats. Yeah. And then Giovanni Tavai, he played played rugby in high school and football. Then I think he played at USC or Hawaii. I can't remember, but he's there now. So it was great. Yeah. They love Yeah, cool. Joe, Joe works out. I mean, Joe lives down by me in the offseason in San Diego. So right. and obviously the snappers just stick together. We signed each other a few weeks ago. And uh, Nate will work out at Exos in the offseason up here uh, with the local rugby team. And team USA is down here too, so yeah, um, do a bunch of stuff here. That's awesome. Do you know anybody in the rugby world? Well, at GoPro, I was working with uh, Todd Clever. I know Toddy well. James Haskell. Yeah. Working with the Honey Badger, Nick Cummins. Yeah. Um, awesome. You know, a handful of guys. And then now I'm in a project with some AFL guys. So very, you know, just fond of, of that sport. Was with just with Ben Graham, you know, AFL guy. Uh, yep. Played in the NFL a long time. I was with him in Australia a couple of weeks ago. So, Toddy was like my little brother on the Eagles. And then Hask has actually been on Full Contact CEO. Yeah, great business person. Yeah, I saw that. I saw that. That's awesome. So, high school, played football. Did you play both ways? Yeah, I played both ways. Played basketball and baseball. We grew up in the action sports scene. So, BMX and moto were pretty popular where I grew up and gravitated. Funny story, when I was, I could throw really well. My dad always took me to, Rams games and and I, I threw really well and as I'm watching these Rams games I'm watching what the long snappers are doing I'm like wow it's amazing that they can throw bullets through their legs upside down you know I bet I could try that when I go home so I would try it because I could throw really well I could do it well but I played other positions and so my my freshman year of high school I was playing quarterback again because I could throw really well but I was one of the bigger guys and and there was a missed exchange I dove on the ball and I broke the ankle 
the 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 center's ankle, and they moved me right to center, and I never went back. So, stayed <laughs> on the offensive line. You created your own problem. This is fantastic. <laughs> That's right. You would have been a great rugby player. You would have been a great hooker. You know, with those long snapping abilities, plus your size. Uh, you would, have you, did you ever play rugby? I never did. I at Dak State, there was a pretty decent club team. Yeah. So I would always go to the their matches up in Chico and the after parties and you know crowning the rugby queens and all these things that you know shoot the boot and I was close to those guys but it wasn't uh I was never you know same with wrestling you know it was one of those two sports that like it just co- it just conflicted with my basketball passion and football so it's never got around to it. how did you choose football as the path kind of I mean again I think it chose me like I was really I was really into basketball. I loved it. And, you know, but I just knew I wasn't going to, you know, jump out of the building like a lot of guys or, you know, my time was kind of limited and I loved football, but I, I always thought it was too, you know, go, doing something in football was, was kind of out of reach. I just, you know, I would see these big college football games. I'm like, wow, I don't know if I'm that good. You know, I'll just keep working hard and see. And, you know, it took a while to get some looks in college. And then because I could long snap really well, that helped open the door to college. And so I played on the offensive line, but I also long snapped and that's what got me there. And same idea with the league was just, you know, I, I never, I just looked at it as just this untouchable set of skills that was necessary to get there. And when I got my shot after the draft as a free agent, you know, I got a plane ticket and a t-shirt. That was my signing bonus and, and I couldn't be happier, you know, and I flew out there and that was Belichick's first year in 2000. It was Tom's first year in 2000. So it was a new regime and everyone got a free, you know, a, a, a fair chance to show what they could do. I was fourth on the death chart and I, I got the call by the second preseason game that it was me. And so for me, it was just, I, I felt like I just was not expecting any of this along the way, obviously working hard. So, you know, trying to do that, but there was a lot of luck that went into it. That's awesome. What, why four long snappers? Is that normal? (laughs) No, two of them were position players who they knew that they probably couldn't play again at that position. So they're like, Hey, I'm going to take up long snapping and try to do it. Okay. And then there was another rookie with me. And so those guys were, either one was coming off an injury, you know, one was, you know, kind of not that great of a snapper. So those guys got cut immediately. And then it was me and the rookie and the rookie couldn't throw wet balls. You know, we had a rainy day and I threw strikes. He didn't. And then it was me. So it was just one of those, again, like there was a little bit of luck and a little bit of hard work. Is that true? Bill would like sometimes dip the balls in oil or something to make it a lot harder. Oh man, he used to come stand over the ball with a giant water bottle and just squirt my hand, squirt you in the face, you know, throw wet towels at at the holder and at Tom. And, you know, we practiced in the elements, man. We didn't, we were never really inside uh, the bubble. Embraced it, which is wonderful and, and, uh, and a beautiful thing. I was driving with Nate, with Ebbs and Patrick the other day. We're talking about positions and they were talking about punters and that they're either the, the, coolest guys on the team or the least cool guys on the team and there's nothing in between is long snapper like that or is long snapper more a part of the the overall vibe i don't know i, I don't talk about how cool i am so you are cool you ask the other guys yeah. i always you know i wore a 60s number so i was i was an offensive lineman okay. at heart you know I'm, I'm kind of built that way i was never really that fast i prided myself on snapping and blocking the coverage, those were for guys like Nate and, and Patrick and Slater and those guys to go down and crush it. I mean, I tried to do my job really well, stay silent. Um, I think we had a pretty successful run there with with Vinatieri and then Guskowski and then the, the great holders that I had, you know, Lee Johnson, Josh Miller, Ken Walter. And it was just, you know, I tried to do my part, but 
far as the cool factor goes, you got to ask everyone else. Well, I don't know. You're pretty cool. Like after the Oakland game, doing the Snow Angel, a California kid figuring that out first. That's pretty cool. I was roped into that, man. I had all my friends at the house slamming beers, you know, pre-gaming. And they're all from California. It's going to dump snow tonight. We're going to do snow angels in the parking lot when you kick the Raiders ass. I was like, yeah, 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 let's do it. And then I told someone about that in the locker room. They're like, let's do them on the field when we win. I was like, okay. And so we got to this position where I was right next to the end zone. That was the last play of Foxborough Stadium. Shit, I'm just going to go do it. So that was kind of how that happened. And then they didn't follow suit and it was just me. So So you get all the credit, which is great. Yeah, there was no social media, though, so it's just folklore, really. Yeah, but and then the St. Louis game, right? Didn't you repeat it? Well, because that's all the media could talk about. Now I'm the snow angel guy. They don't care about what yeah. I on the field. Yeah, now I'm just the snow angel guy. So it was a little bit of a little jab at them, and, and it was a great opportunity to, to get on, you know, get on TV, I guess. That's awesome. You, you know, you spent, what, 12 years in the NFL, but immediately when that career, you know, kind of ended, you were already – onto your next thing, you know, kind of the transition of the athletes, especially in our new sport, as we work with guys who are learning how to be pros as athletes, but, you know, as important, more important as having a path forward. And what kind of advice would you give, you know, pro athletes today and that transition you made? Just take us through that. Uh, You know, my transition, I felt like was always happening. I mean, I always grew I mean I grew up around action sports and I saw the way they were working with brands and I saw the way that they would you know do the hat dances after races and drink the water bottles and show the branding put the stickers on these things wear the cool shirts the shoes and go to these events and so that was just in my DNA and my culture so I was always kind of that guy in the locker room getting all this swag in and and helping brands reach other people and, you know, Red Bull came around and, and they were doing the same thing. I had a Red Bull fridge in my locker and everyone would have one before the practice or game. And, and then they figured this out and then they would send me to events. And then I, that's where I met their upper you know, executive team and became really great friends with them and kept doing that, speaking to their managers and attending the X Games and things like this. And so throughout my career, you know, I went to the events for free. I didn't care if I was getting paid. I was just all I wanted was a was a safe ride home. And to meet all the people, you know, that I could and follow up with them. And so I've built this foundation of, you know, attending those events, getting involved with the brands, following up with the guys, exchanging value. So bringing them to games and then I go to their events and now we're friends. It's not a business relationship. And it was kind of the perfect storm as my career was ending. The vice president of Red Bull went to become the vice president at GoPro. And it was just like game-changing product that was telling stories and bringing fans closer to the athlete and the entertainer and the celebrity and, you know, putting them on quarterbacks and on umpires. And this, you know, there were so many things in this new perspective that GoPro was offering. I felt like it was, you know, it was a perfect fit for me. And, you know, quite honestly, I'd I'd never made a PowerPoint, you know, (laughs) in college, we were barely sending emails in 99. It was like a lot of handwritten stuff. And so, everything evolved and I kind of had to learn on the fly. And so I just, you know, got into every meeting I could and, and listened to all the uh, experience around me and the, the people, you know, producing content, social media events, you know, executive team meetings. And, and I, I picked it up. So it's, it's a growing process. It's not something that when you, when you leave the league, you're just going to say, okay, now I'm transitioned. I, I would say it's, it's start as soon as you can, when you have free time, 
getting to, you know, figure out other things. Not everyone's going to be a coach. Not everyone's going to be on TV and not everyone loves finance. And those are like the three biggest ones that guys go to, and, you know, or selling insurance, you know, figure out something fun and cool that you want to do and something that will in five years still be interesting. You're not going to lose it in three years and say, okay, now what do I do? The um, really key point I think you brought up there is the relationship piece and just how you are curating those, but authentically throughout your career, right? And just really then doing the hard work to make those not just a business card, but actual people that you had a relationship with and you'd built a relationship so you could go to market with those with those colleagues once you were done. Right. right. Really cool. And it was great doing it in Boston. I mean, we had the, the luck of the entire city was winning championships or at that level. Right. And so all the events included all the athletes from every team. I mean, in two weeks, I'm going back to Boston and playing in Big Poppy's golf tournament you know, because of the relationship we built when I was playing and the people who were there sponsoring it. You know, they were friends of mine when I was playing. So, you know, these things can last a while after you're done playing. It doesn't just have to be while you're putting the uniform on. So Derby, Derby's uh, coming up. Are you going to Derby? again no no they've uh we i guess i guess we pushed pause this year you know trying to kind of refocus i tried to get the guys to go to miami and jump on a yacht or something but you know everyone's doing their own thing this year yeah all the russians yachts aren't available yet too soon <laughs> <laughs> too soon too soon so you know, probably yeah. you're doing marketing and and how long did that yeah. last for seven and a half years yeah seven and a half years and Traveled the world and worked with great athletes like Haskell and yeah. the Honey Badger and, you know, people across all verticals in, in team sports and entertainment, celebrities in Brazil and and entertainers in Asia. And it was such a great experience to learn different cultures, different ways, you know, kind of create value for themselves through this little mini camera and their content that they produce. And that's kind of turned me into this switch army, army knife of um, Swiss army knife of just you know, network, you know, as I left there. And so everyone, there was a huge reduction during, over the pandemic right. and it forced me to pivot into new things. And, you know, that's, that's where I'm at today. You're doing, um, tell me about the wine, Knocking Point. Knocking Point is, is a, a, a small winery out of Walla Walla, Washington, where Drew Bledsoe's from. We're direct consumer and we collaborate and tell stories with, with celebrities and athletes. And we've done one with Jason Momoa. We've done, you know, Ashton Kutcher's on a board of directors. We've done a couple with him and Mila, Nicole Scherzinger, Jesse James Decker, Teddy Bruschi. So we try to, you know, do these amazing uh, collaborations and tell stories along the way. A lot of times it's not really, it's similar to GoPro. Right. I mean, the camera was the conduit, but it's all the stuff on the outside, the storytelling and messaging and copy and, and content. And we're doing the same thing in wine. Yeah, building the narrative around character. Yeah, that's, that's that's really important. Right. Taking that, like kind of the experiences you've had, you know, not only with GoPro, but a long time ago, Red Bull and kind of the work you're doing now. And if you were to go back to being an athlete, what would you be doing differently? Do you think how you approached it? Um, to, to being an athlete, I mean, gosh, I'm just thankful that there wasn't like social media and there wasn't <laughs> so much content at the ready back then, because you know, I, most of my time was just, you know, spent either with friends or, you know, working out or, you know, doing kind of football things rather than, you know, worried about, you know, who posted what or, or who's sharing this and who's, you know, trying to, to emulate this person because of the content they put up. 
I mean, that's why I see a lot of guys these days is, you know, they feel like that's the level they need to be at and the, the, the way they need to live. And it's, it, I'm so happy that, you know, it was so simple back yeah. then. And, you know, so change anything? I don't know. I mean, probably could have, you know, eaten less cheeseburgers, you know, what to. But they know, were so good. Drank less. They're so good. So good. But I don't know. I mean, I try to not look back, just look forward. That's great. How do you manage that with your kids now? Just how difficult that is with social media. We have, you know, we have a couple of youngsters, three youngsters, and just trying to figure out how we're going to, as they age into elementary school, how we're going to manage that. Yeah, man, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I have four kids under 10. Whew. So, yep. uh, the, the two 10 year olds, we just got Apple watches for them. So social media doesn't exist, but they get a little YouTube in there sometimes. And yeah, a lot of their classwork is done on a computer, but you know, and they can message a few friends, which we kind of, you know, we, we keep an eye on, but it's common, man. And it's scary because, you know, a lot of that, you know, everyone believes what's on social media is the truth. Right. And, you That's know, scary. it really kind of screw up your, your, your mental health and screw up your image. And it can, it can do a lot of good. And I mean, a lot of bad, I mean, it can do a lot of good, but you know, one wrong move and it's a lot. Right. Bad. It's really hard to to manage that, especially with, with, with mature minds, let alone young growing minds. Very right. difficult. What, what's also been really impressive kind of throughout your career, you have found time to do things for others. You've been very philanthropic with your time, with your energy, with your, with your abilities. You now, what is Kind Humans? Take us a run through on that. So Kind Humans is a, it's a marketplace for good. You know, it's, it's, it's like an Amazon for good that tells stories about people changing the world through products through philanthropic efforts and, and there's, and every time you purchase, there's a give back and making sustainable, you know, goods that are, that are kind for yourself, the planet and others. And I just really love the messages. You know, it's for me, it's, it's these statements that you wear. Kindness is always cool. Yeah. Kindness always wins. Or, you know, we have all kinds of like messages of kindness. I have a, a 12 seater van that has kindness always wins on it. My kids get out of it. People honk at us and then wave and, you know, give us the shotgun. It's just this giant statement that, you know, you kind of make with your life and choice and the way you are to others. And it's, it's not, it's a for-profit business, but what it's doing is just kind of, you know, casting a light on some of these people that are doing amazing things to make changes that is going to be, you know, be affecting our kids, kids, whether it's, you know, consumable plastics or, or, you know, topicals that you wear or things you put your body. So, you know, it's, it's just, a, it's, it's one of those things that I'm just proud to be yeah. a part of and, and wear it every right. day. And it also brings like, that's so centering, like kindness is cool, basically that, you know, you can be kind. And a good friend of mine was reminding me of a story of that the other day that he was in the grocery store and somebody was being really rude to the teller and another person turned into the line and just said, you know, you can be kind, right? <laughs> like, and it's just a reminder. To all of them. I love that. And it just shut everything down. I was like, yeah, actually, you know, it's really, it has nothing to do with toughness, you know, zero to do with toughness or, or, you know, strength. It's, I think it's being strong. A lot of times these days, it's, you're actually the stronger person because you are, you know, choosing that path. So that's been really fun. And it was started the same guy who hired me at GoPro, him and his wife started this, this platform, this marketplace. And so we've known each other for a long time and he's trusted in me since the early days has always had a kind of give back philanthropic uh, mindset, which, which which is instilled with me in me back in the early days. My mom, you know, we took on three foster kids. We adopted a baby girl. We had an exchange student wow. from Russia. You know, we 
we opened our doors when, when we had, you know, a, an issue with my, my aunt got in a car accident. We brought my two cousins in. Like my mom was just kind of an open door and, and working graveyard shift, my dad working construction, but always found time to give back and have open arms for these situations. And, and so it's just something that's yeah, been really great examples to, to live by and, and grow towards. That is really awesome. The um, dotted line, dotted line ventures. You guys are doing work about traumatic brain injury. So dotted line ventures is the LLC I created. It's just kind of how I'm, you know, working for myself and able to take sure. on different roles. You know, a role in, in kind humans, role in knocking point, a uh, role with other brands that are to come. But but we created this this film project. Actually, it happened to be because you know about 500 of us got released from GoPro on the same day. And the guy I used to travel and see in Australia had, was a big fan of their Aussie rules team, the St. Kilda Saints. And one of their players lost his career due to brain injuries. And he was kind of a creative. So he built this treatment. He wanted to tell his story, but he didn't know how to do it. So this, this gentleman brought it to me and said, Hey man, do you mind looking this over and seeing if there's something here? So and I'm not an expert, but I like connecting the dots. I like marrying good yeah. people uh, to ideas. And so I put it in front of the right people and they said, well, this, this story is going to change lives because it doesn't have that outcome that we've all heard that concussions can do that, you know, send you to dark places, send you to, you know, self-inflicting wounds or whatever it may be. This actually has a positive ending. This, this gives, you know, hope to people who are dealing with it, struggling with it, male, female, young, old athlete, non-athlete. So, so yeah, so we've, we've put, we're self-funding this thing and Owen Wright's a professional surfer who almost died in a, in a giant wave at Pipeline. Kobe Just Stevens is the AFL player, and Kevin Pierce, yeah, Kevin Pierce is 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 you know his he has a show on Netflix called The Crash Reel when he was competing yeah. with Sean White and was in a coma for a month. So it's their three stories of like where they are now and how they've overcome these things and how they're continuing yeah. to battle through it. And along this way, we we interview females who've dealt with it, female soccer players or military SEAL team, six guys who've dealt, dealt with it. So it's a passion project. It's fun. And hopefully it, it, uh, comes out mid next year and just changes. When is it changes. coming out? We don't have a set release date yet. We're, we, we just shot a production in Jackson hole in Australia. We're going to Fiji in two months, We're going to Chicago brain Institute after that, some places in nice. Vermont and other places in the U S. So once we stack all the content and finish up the, the funding, we'll. Yeah, Cause Kevin next year. just down the road here and I'm in Hanover, New Hampshire. Um, are you going to be in the area right. doing some filming? We'll be up in Vermont. That's great. Uh, Let's fall. connect. That's awesome. That's really cool. Yeah. And I mean, what rugby's done a really good job kind of being at the front end of trying to manage that. I mean, still work to go, but even the rules continue to change each year to figure out ways to um, lessen the opportunities for heads to collide or be whiplashed, which is certainly very healthy and certainly NFL is, is, is as well. But I think there's, there's a road ahead there for, for us in that regard. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, a lot of these leagues are, are, are really, you know, it's, it's concerning. And, and the problem with NFL is, or just the narrative around head injuries is that it's only NFL. You should never play tackle football again. So it's ruining kind of that youth drive youth movement to continue to play football, but play it the right way and teach new technique, you know, proper head placement, footwork, you know, similar to what rugby. I mean, we try to teach rugby style tackles now because you're not leading with your head, you're tackling with your yeah. shoulder and going to the ground and rolling and whatever. So, you know, my kids play uh, youth sports and, and everyone's always asking me, are they going to play tackle football? Are they can play tackle football. Me personally, I say, play what you want to play. If you play a team sport, to me, it's the best 
on-field experience you can ever have because it teaches you so much discipline, drive, work ethic, teamwork, things that I apply now to me in business and, and networking and, you know, brand building is exactly what I learned on the football field. So yes, my body hurts and it's going to hurt. You, you could fall down the stairs and get a head injury the same way you could in women's soccer. But if you don't try those sports, I feel yeah, like- hundred percent agree. I mean, growing up playing football and rugby- just the you learn that the whole is greater than some of the parts, right? And everybody's dependent on the other. And yep. we just had our staff meeting this morning and that was part of the conversation. No, you are needed and I need you to need me, right? And it's, you know, we're all connected into this ecosystem and everybody certainly has a job to do, but when somebody else doesn't do their job, we still have to figure out how to get that work done. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I a hundred percent agree. There are certainly some risks and um, I'm fortunate that a lot of those in my career were 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 managed well, but that's not always the case, but the lessons learned certainly outweigh all of that. So what does the future look like for you? you, you you're moving forward. What's what's next? I <laughs> wish I could tell you, man. I mean, it's, it, you know, I've been fortunate enough to have a lot of inbounding opportunities since GoPro ended, and I'm just trying to manage that. And, you know, everyone talks about balance and stuff these days, but I want to try and, you know, go full speed at everything. And so I'm trying to figure out that balance totally. of full speed times four with my kids, yeah. one with my wife and all the partners I have, because it's just about me. It's like, if, if I don't business develop, nothing's going to happen. So I got a lot of projects on the horizon. I want to continue to do amazing things for people when necessary and, and, you know, watch our kids grow and, and, you know, hopefully they become kind humans right. themselves. Along he the was an example. They, they certainly will. Rapid fire ahead, quick ones. Favorite Super Bowl? Is that even possible to answer? The first one. How come? I grew up an LA Rams fan, and yeah. we got a chance to beat them. And I gave my dad that Super Bowl ring. Oh, that's that awesome! Reason. So, you know, it was just an unbelievable feat. I mean, what a year! It was nine eleven. We had a coach pass away, the Bledsoe yeah. injury, and Tom comes in, and you know. Uh, and, and all that, the, the tuck rule, everything happened that year. And, you know, they're the greatest yeah. show on. We had to switch hotels at the last minute because they were expecting right. the Steelers to make it. So they put the Rams in the Steelers hotel because of the colors, yeah. you know, and Bourbon Street. So all these things. And uh, it worked out. Big, so that was the best. Big one. one. Favorite Bill moment? Coach Belichick moment? You know, there was one moment when, I mean, there's a lot of them over the years. The ones that probably we stayed private. But one of them was Matt Light made this amazing video about he impersonated will ferrell impersonation of okay, Gary yeah, Perry. Yeah. so when you know when will yeah. ferrell does that it's nice to me so so light goes around in super bowl week and makes this video kind of you know in the sauna on the on the treadmill just kind of screwing with the coaches and players and vince wilford teddy and all these guys Vrabel. um and he makes this video and build pregame the night before the super bowl you know it's usually everyone's on edge and you got to have this crazy speech and watch film and, you know, but he comes in and literally just plays the video, walks out. And it was, I mean, guys were just dropping to the floor in tears and it just lightened the mood, you know, for what, you know, for the game. So that was one of my favorite moments. So, that is such a, I mean, that is such great coaching. Oh, yeah. Just understand the moment and what the needs are of the team. That's brilliant. And then to have yeah. that and deliver it at the right time. So good. Did you ever, do you have a favorite shot you've ever done on GoPro? You're like, that was it. That was my, that was the one. Yeah. Yeah, my it's funny. Um, we got photo of the day one time, but I was I convinced I think he was four at the time. But you know, we went to Legoland and there was a little roller coaster, it wasn't big, but it had this little I don't know, fifteen foot drop. And I was like, buddy, you know, I call him buddy. His name's Rylan. 
like, buddy, me and you got to sit in the front, man. That's the best seat in the house. We got to sit in the front. And he's like, all right. And he'd never been on a roller coaster. And we go around and we're getting ready for the drop. I take my camera out and point it at us. And, and I mean, he, it's just real fear of his, just, ah! like he's going to fall out. I, I snapped a great photo and, and it, you know, hit the GoPro's website and I made some like fat heads of it and stuck it everywhere around the office. And so he's pseudo famous yeah, right, for this roller coaster uh, shot. I have, you have twins, right? I have twin boys. And yeah, I, yeah. one day I dressed up in a horse outfit. We have a horse, you know, it's one of our, part of our themes around the free jacks. It's actually that horse right there. And I thought it'd be really funny and I thought they would love it and they would laugh. And instead I walked in the room and I've never seen them so scared in my life. And they were running at like, a, I regret it. It's still, they want this in the office because it was so traumatic. And I was like, okay, bad, bad parenting. At the, if you were running the free jacks today, you know, what would you be focusing on? New sport. You know, all the, all of the things, but at the end of the day, it's sports entertainment, building a new audience. What would you be focusing on? If I'm running it from inside the locker room, it's just, it's camaraderie, it's teamwork, it's accountability. It's all, it's, you know, whatever the is considered the Patriot way. I just think that's yeah. the team sports way, you know, it got coined the Patriots way, but you know, put the team first type of mentality. And then on the outside, you know, you're creating this, this amazing product. So, you know, there's this fine line of like all access content that, that, you, you know, you should be promoting versus the coach saying, Hey, you can't have that access because I need to build camaraderie and make them believe yeah. that this is not a show, you know? And so, you know, there's a, there's a fine line of, of, you know, too much access on the marketing and, and, and sponsorship side versus the player side. But I think it's a good mix of that. And, and, you know, bringing these, you know, raising these players and coaches up to be, you know, the next greatest thing, but also bringing them down and making them relatable. And, and, you know, letting these kids and youth and fan, new fans out there know that, Hey, these are just regular guys working their ass off to try and, you know, yeah, be the this best could they be you. Could be, you know, and, that, and that's not a stretch to say, right. you know, now with on the women's side, it's, you know, scholastic sport NCAA and on the men's side, how rapidly it's growing. I and mean, we've got two of our starters now born and raised in new England, you know, one on an oyster boat and one on a farm. And now they're, and they're smart guys and they've been working really hard and they've gone from college to the academy to now starting, which is, which is really very cool, which is certainly very cool. You bring up a very good point about the juxtaposition of just getting the culture right inside, but that sometimes that then challenges the, what needs to happen to sell the story on the outside, right? Getting that exactly right. Lonnie, brilliant. So good to catch up. How do people get a hold of you, follow you, social? What are the social handles? It's Lonnie Paxton at, uh, on Instagram, just with one N, L-O-N-I-E-P-A-X-T-O-N. I bought a really fantastic URL and I directed that URL to my LinkedIn and it's makeshithappen.com <laughs> because that's what I do. Yeah. So if you go to makeshithappen.com, it sends you to my LinkedIn. So I've always kind of said that in the that's locker so or, or uh, at GoPro and, and I and I decided to buy it. And that is so good. That's my so. partner, Eric Anderson of the Free Jacks, um, mm-hmm. you know, our principal owner. Anything that we come up with, like something will say something and then we'll be like, oh, we should get that URL. And he's typically he's like, no, I already own it. <laughs> like, like, <laughs> I, I'm yeah. trying to own that and that is awesome yeah. that that is make shit happen. Okay. Brilliant. So good. Lonnie, fantastic. <laughs> Thank you, everybody, for listening to the latest episode of Full Contact CEO. Stay tuned for a slate of exciting guests in the world of sports, business, and, of course, rugby. Don't forget to subscribe and make sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Follow the latest updates. Makeshithappen.com to check out Lonnie's action. Lonnie Paxton on IG. Lonnie, so good. Thank you very much, and best of luck. 
Yeah, thank you guys. Cheers. I appreciate it.